Welcome to Ridgewood Talks. Through this podcast, we will be introducing you to some of the leaders and legends in our village. We'll keep you updated about fascinating local events, and we'll dig into the town's hot topics and so much more. But first, let me introduce myself. I'm Jeannie Johnson, the founder of Ridgewood Talks and Ridgewood Walks. The goal of these initiatives is to create a kinder, more connected, and more vibrant community. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting this podcast with my good friend and all-around wonderful guy, Jordan Kaufman. We look forward to meeting with you weekly and hearing your thoughts on who and what you'd like to learn about in our beautiful hometown. Enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. So today is a very special episode. It occurred to me that there are a lot of amazing things happening in our town, and some of these events don't get the recognition that they deserve. And this one, I feel, is really important to our entire community. I've gotten a lot of feedback about it from some people, and so I feel like it's important for us to recognize the artist and the curator of this exhibit that's over at the Lesser Stable at the Ridgewood Parks and Recreation Office. So I'm going to just zip right into this episode and introduce you to Alina Swanson. And Alina, tell us first of all about the exhibit, and then we're going to kind of delve into a bit of your work. I know you've been in town for a long time. You've been a prolific volunteer in town. So I just want to hear more from you personally. So let's just start off by telling us about the exhibit. Okay, great. Well, thanks, Jeannie, so much for having me here to talk with you. I'm thrilled for the opportunity and to talk to you as always. In terms of the exhibit, this idea has been germinating for quite some time and thrilled to see it finally come to fruition. The goals for this exhibit really was threefold. The first was a celebration of the arts to bring together different art forms from visual to apply to performing, and also to showcase a wide variety of ages, mediums, um, cultural backgrounds, points of view. And it was a true community effort showcasing approximately 40 artists. That was like one of the key objectives. The second objective was to try and use art or tap into the power of the art to help us raise our spirits and move the dialogue forward in a positive way. I feel it's particularly important in our present day. So I have some actionable things that I can tell you about a little bit further along that people can go visit the exhibit and hopefully apply some of the exercises I'm suggesting. And then thirdly, on the loft level, which is the third level, um, the teenagers from Ridgewood High School were given an opportunity to showcase mental health issues that were further augmented with COVID and they used art as a means to express themselves. So my hope is with their efforts to increase um, understanding and compassion of, of their challenges and also hopes going forward. Wow, that's beautiful. It sounds like you put a lot of effort into this. How long did it take for you to get all the pieces together and to get the exhibit up and running? Uh, I would say over a year. 
it's been wow. in the works for a while. So that's incredible. <laughs> so yeah, so walk us through each floor and tell us what we'll see when we go through each floor. When you said you have some interactive pieces yeah. to this exhibit. So what you can expect is when you go onto the second floor, which is the main floor, this is the Lester Stable, which is located on Maple Ave. So as you walk in on your left, you walk in and it's a reflection on our past premises. We need to reflect upon our recent past. So that really was based is based on the 21st century major events. So starting out with the year of the dragon, year 2000, quick on the heels, we had 9-11, then we had a stock market crash, then we've had four different presidents. It's been different facets coming together, mm -hmm. obviously, um, the Ukraine, the war. And so the artists have really taken these major moments in time and created artworks to express those events. You'll see a, a wall featuring photography by Ziggy Putin, who has really documented what our village specifically has gone through. Then you'll round the bend and you'll have a teenager, a ninth grader, um, Kristen Son. She did um, this beautiful rendition of 9-11 using pencil as a medium and making cologne, these beautiful bottles of cologne to help symbolize the lingering memory of 9-11 that we need to make it consistent and persistent in our lives by using cologne as a means to do that uh, imagery, which I thought was so beautiful. <laughs> mm. um, they keep going around the corner. There's um, George Floyd artwork. There is the Black Lives Matter. Then you turn the corner and there's a Ukraine. I stand with Ukraine symbolism. And then you see uplifting images like a Chinese uh, gouache painting with a dragon. And once we pass through these moments in time, we get to the present day, which I really wanted to ground people in a more of a peaceful state of mind. So there in the middle, you're going to be seeing a wide variety of artworks that depict nature, birds, walking in a park, ballet dancing, ice skates. So different activities that you could do to get into a more peaceful state of mind. Then we're moving more into what can you do now moving forward. I created a large ear. <laughs> so I've been, I've been dabbling in my own artwork. So mine's pretty much collage, but I use paper mache to make it pop more. And I made a, a big ear. And it says how to listen, because I think a lot of people have just forgotten how to listen in a way that you can take in another person's point of view, uh, probe around it, ask questions with curiosity rather than trying to ask questions in a way to like drive your own point forward. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have little note cards there of exercises that you could try at home, active listening. I really hope that people take an opportunity to um, to do that at their homes. It's a very different type of listening skill and you really do need to practice it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you round the bend again. And I have this quote, um, essentially the quote is you need to walk in somebody else's shoes to understand their, you know, their life, their experiences to fully comprehend their, their opinions, their thoughts before then you can act working with that person, problem solving, coming up with new solutions. So that's kind of a, just a reflective moment. And you finish with Larissa Chalet's beautiful waterfall fabric art. And you, you can attach your ribbons there to show that you've completed the, uh, the 360 of the art installation. That is really cool. I did get to see some of the pictures and I love the shoe piece very, very much. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I happen to, am, you know, I'm gravitating toward that listening piece. Um, at some point, I will be able to reveal that I too have written a book. It's called If You Love Me, You'll Listen to Me. And it touches on all of those points. I want to know, Alina, who are some of the people that were really instrumental to you in putting this exhibit together? Well, uh, besides the- Ziggy, by the way, and God yes. bless Ziggy for all his <laughs> phenomenal photographs. <laughs> Um, well, the Ridgewood Arts Foundation, um, I applied for a grant. They've been a huge um, supporter. Also, I had some sponsors on board, Charlie Fee Bakery, the Village Tea Company, and then also uh, Be Brain Bright working, um, sponsoring the um, teen floor. In terms of other supporters, I had the installation team that was fantastic. So that was Larissa Saleh. Sandy Santangelo, Jill Williams, and Alex Schoenberg. And they worked with me for days just getting all the artworks up. I have over 250 pieces of artwork. So you can imagine how time intensive that is Mm. to get that up all on the wall. It's enticing. How how can people see it? What what are the hours at the stable so, so people could come in and see it? So the um the times that you can see it are Monday through Thursday from 8:30 to 3:30. And then Friday, it's 8.30 to 1 o'clock. That's the main floor. Then the loft space, which is where the teenagers have the mental health exhibit, those hours are 8.30 to 4.30, Monday through Friday. Great. So hopefully some clubs at the high school will want to go and take a look at some of the work that their peers have done. I really think that it would be in everyone's best interest to head on over to the stable and take a look at this. And I really want to applaud you for just taking this on yourself. What inspired you personally to do this work? Well, I just, my parents are, um, they immigrated here from Cuba in the early 1960s, following Fidel Castro's communist regime moving in, and then they they fled to the United States. And they've just always raised me to be compassionate and kind towards others and a big part of who I am. And I've been seeing so much that's been going on in our country. And I just feel like it's important to step forward and really spread the message that's important to embrace varying points of view. It doesn't need to be different races necessarily or different cultural backgrounds. It's any point of view. Like I want people that have varying points of view. Maybe they come from different cultures, same color, cultural background, but have opposing points of view. Then that's okay. They just need to talk it through, come up with a solution and work together to move forward. And as a country, I think we've, we've lost this ability to disagree. <laughs> so this it's very important that people can turn to start to learn to listen to each other again, to move forward very pressing issues that our country is facing and to bring different people, different backgrounds into the conversation. For sure. We have a lot of really fun things coming up for the village. We're going to be doing something called a One World Festival over the summer, which I'm really looking forward to. But you know, when you get into that listening piece, and I think about how some, in some ways our country is fractured and maybe even some ways our own hometown might be fractured. And the truth is when I look at, you know, and try to make sense of it, I say to myself, okay, look, it's like two parents looking at their child. Parents adore their child. They want the best for their child. And, you know, so we can look at our community in the same way. Well, you might love your community in one way and want it to to thrive I want the same thing, but our ideas of how we're going to achieve that is just different. And so if we want to do the best thing to act like adults and to have that compassion and that empathy when we're listening and understand that we really want the best 
for everyone, that we're not trying to pit each other against each other, that we're really trying to find a common ground so everyone can move forward together. Alina, I do need to applaud you for a lot of the other things that you've done in our community. Before we move on to the other things, so can I just quickly add about the teenagers to give a shout out to them? Yes, of course. So Sarah Jeong was the curator for the teen exhibit. And also in support was Cameron McDonough and Sashi Patil, who also conceptualized the exhibit and helped with the installation, decorations to bring it all to uh, fruition. And um, Athena Maxwell at Ridgewood High School uh, was very supportive. And um, they brought together, um, Sarah pulled together a lot of classmates, about um, 10 artists from Ridgewood High School working together on this. And I also had Ridgewood high school alums contributing, including Emily Choi, Sophia Swanson, Alexandra Santangelo, and Daniel Weissfenning. And so their work also appeared in this exhibit, which was really thrilling. Amazing. And um, I had a shout out to three performers that performed on Sunday. We had mini vignettes, including Kristen Plumley on opera, Katie Weissfenning dancing, contemporary ballet. And then the last one was an improv comedy skit. Uh, I was there along with three of my classmates from a community school class. <laughs> so we need we need to inter- interject humor in our present day. And so oh, that, for sure. that was our effort. <laughs> Good for you. That sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds amazing. Well, okay. So listen, I really appreciate everything that you've done. And I just want to go just so our listeners will know a little bit about you. You and I met many, many moons ago through scouting. And I know that you have done a lot of things for your neighborhood over in the the West Village of Ridgewood. You've put on a couple of events for your neighbors, which are triathlons and things like that. So what am I missing? I know you've done a lot for our town. Tell me more about you. <laughs> well, I moved here 20 years ago uh, with my husband and my daughter. My son, Andrew, was born here at Valley. And then I just kind of jumped into a lot of different leadership roles. I joined the board at the Women's Club, worked in the charity committee and Ways and Means. And then at church, Mount Carmel, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, I got involved there. And then um, I added the Friends of the Library. And I, I chaired the reading marathon for a few years wow. and really enjoyed working, working there. Our library, as everybody knows, is a gem. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was happy to support them. One of my biggest areas that has given me such joy is uh, being a Girl Scout leader and taking a group of my girls all the way up from kindergarten to their senior year and supporting them and getting their gold award. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you for that. That was a lot of work and God bless those (laughs) girls for going through it. Yeah. So, well, I wish you nothing but continued success for all the endeavors that you put your heart and soul into. Oh, I want to add too, I I started a small learning venture, Be Brain Bright. and Great. uh, Tell us more. So that's, I started this in the fall of 2020. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and I started a company called Be Brain Bright and it's after school enrichment programs. So I've been working with elementary and middle school kids in engineering, neuroscience and entrepreneurship. Those are my three primary areas. It's all hands-on experiential learning. So Um, where do you meet? So I meet in the fall and the spring. We typically meet at the, um, at their homes. They gather a group at a home. Nice. Winter, I've been um, renting space at the Unitarian Society on Cottage Place. 
And this winter, I'm actually at the village school working with students there after school. And then teenagers, I work with teenagers one-on-one, mentoring them in community engagement and leadership skills. And that's been extremely rewarding. So that's that's a big area that I'm focusing on right now. I can just tell you that our village is very lucky to have somebody like you. Thank you very much for everything. And I know that you are just now kind of coming around the bend to complete a Bergen County initiative too called Bergen Leads. Do you want to close us out on that? Sure. Um, so I, um, I've been wanting to join Bergen Leads for quite some time. I applied and thankfully was accepted this year. And we are working on our theme this year is revitalization. So we have to present ideas as to different ways in which municipalities could be revitalized. That's the project, but it's been really thrilling to go around Bergen County, meeting different county executives, different executives from corporations, nonprofit organizations, and just seeing a whole variety of what Bergen County has to offer. I'm sure that was incredibly informative. (laughs) I did that program several years ago, and I met several influential leaders that have made things come to life in Bergen County. And I'm sure the same will be true for your cohort. So I wish you all the success on that, Alina. And tell our listeners one more time where and when they can go see your exhibit. So you can go to the stable on Maple Ave. It's right next to the skate park, Graydon Pool. And it's open from Mondays through Thursdays from 8.30 to 3.30 and Fridays from 8.30 to 1 p.m. That's the main floor of the exhibit. And then the teenage mental health exhibit is open from Monday through Friday from 8.30 to 4.30. And everything will be up through Friday, February 24th. So Alina, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. Thanks so much, Jeannie. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care.